0: It's time to prepare for departure. Hey guys, welcome back to the Transformers Robots in Disguise after show on AfterBuzz TV. Tonight we are talking about season 4, episode 19 and the Decepticons are ruling this table. Stay tuned. You're tuning in to the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin! It's another Decepticon ladies night! Yeah, We are taking over. I mean, uh, we're just hanging out. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, no, we're just hanging out just hanging at the out. table. It's no big deal. But also at the same time, when Katie's away, the Decepticons will play! <laughs> <laughs> this is why, Katie, you can't go out of town leave. anymore. You, you can't, can't go, go on away missions. <laughs> We will just wreak havoc in your studio All the time We're going to be a better team than our Decepticons on the show High five, (laughs) high five Anyway, hey guys Welcome back to the Robots in Disguise After Show On After TV As we mentioned at the top of the show The Decepticons are ruling tonight Uh, But that being said We do miss our faithful leader, Katie Cullen Uh, You guys can follow her at on uh, All over the social media stuff Mm -hmm. And things uh, she is currently on an away mission she right is. now, but joining me tonight is the lovely Alexis the Wrecker Torres. Yeah. Hey, everybody. You guys can find me all over social media at A Torres 890. And I'm ready to rock this because also I had emotions. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh, so many <laughs> roller coasters. Yeah. No, seriously, like, lock me in. I'm ready to go. <laughs> and I'm Lord Megantron, uh, Megan Salinas. Uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter at The Menguin. That's T H E M E N G U I N. And I'm also. Ready to rock because I love this cover. This cover gets I, me pulled I know. Anytime like I get to lead, I'm like, can can I can I yes. use this as an excuse to play the black lab cover of the Transformers theme. Always. Um But the other the other thing, you guys, uh, we are going to be keeping an eye on the hashtag ABTVRID, uh, as well as an eye on the live chat now. Um, guys, as a heads up, this is actually I think the first live stream from our our uh, AfterBuzz animation page. Yeah. So uh, welcome everybody to the new animation page. This is going to be great. All that all those announcements we were talking about earlier. This is where we're at now. Mm-hmm. So this is where to go for Transformers after shows from now on. Yes. All right. So yes, let us talk about this episode. Uh, prepare to depart or. Pre- Prepare for departure. My bad. Um, uh, same thing. <laughs> so, I feel like this episode was really front-loaded in terms of plot, but... Uh, because, uh, I don't know, someone at this table called it. I knew it. We talked about it last week. I was like, what if Soundwave's a part of it? And you guys like, what? And I was like, no. <laughs> and then it happened. I don't even remember the predictions that I make because <laughs> I'm so, so busy throwing <laughs> everything I can at the wall that I'm like, what did I predict? That was the only thing I was, like, super, like, into. But then Katie shut me down so fast, I was like, okay, maybe it won't happen. But it did. And well, uh, to, to her credit, to her credit, Soundwave has been so far removed mm-hmm. from everything that's going on. And we haven't really been given a whole lot of insight Correct. into the Cybertronian scenario either. So, as far as we know, Soundwave is still kind of in that weird <sighs> shadow zone. Or you could be lying. Oh, Yeah. That's... You know what? (laughs) They are called Decepticons. (laughs) Why didn't we think of that? I don't know why I didn't think of that until just now. Thank (laughs) you. I was just like, how about that? There's not, like, a bigger conspiracy going on. He's just like, oh, yeah, I'm totes working with your benefactors. (laughs) Just totes, uh, totes my goats, uh, yeah, working with, uh... Sure, I'm a disembodied voice from inside a portal, and the last (laughs) time you listened to one of those, like, it didn't turn out well. For you, but you can totes trust me. <laughs> <Yeah>. Pound it, <laughs> pound, well, portal pound it. Because <laughs> I, I am in an otherworldly shadow realm, <laughs> unable to interact with anything physically. It's really sad. It's been a boring—I don't know—thirty years or so. Yeah, How long he's been gone? Oh <laughs> Undetermined amount of time. But yeah, let's let's talk Sorry. about this. No, 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 no. I think that's amazing. Yeah. I, I love the idea of it not being this big, complicated plot, that it's just, oh, yeah, sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm working with those guys. Yeah, you know. You know them, right? <laughs> Your benefactors. Yeah, that's yes. that's what you called them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, whatever. We'll just go with that. <laughs> so, yeah, this episode starts off with our Decepticon crew, who it was sorely missed earlier this season, yeah. because... Um, and we'll we'll get a little bit more into it, but I've missed their dynamic. But they they show up and they're at this rendezvous point mm-hmm. uh where supposedly their benefactors are gonna be giving them more instructions. And what do we see is a minicon opening up one of those Soundwave portals and Soundwave's voice booming out going like, Hey, yeah, you're working for me now. <laughs> <laughs> and I squeed the, the hardest I could ever squee in my entire lifetime and also at work because everyone was like, what? <laughs> now, I'm, I'm, in, I'm 100% positive I already asked you this, but Soundwave is like one of your absolute favorites, right? Correct. Um Do you have a number one in terms of Decepticons? And no, it's like, it's really I hard mean, to pick. I mean, besides, um, oh my God, I almost said Wingblade. That was incorrect. Um, <laughs> she um, turned evil in an alternate <laughs> universe. I would like that. More um, females. Um, <laughs> Moonheart for the win. All <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my god, I am, like, forgetting names. I'm only thinking of I, our bots. Um, our our uh, Megatron's right him and always. Starscream. Thank you. Oh my god, I am the worst. <laughs> I'm sorry, I haven't slept. Um, yeah, Starscream, just because, <laughs> just because I feel like... It's hilarious to watch him yeah, do his thing. Yeah, like, I feel like he, he does, <laughs> like, he, there are times where he's like, I'm loyal to you, everything's gonna go my way, everything's gonna go f- your way, not... Yeah. And then like as soon as something goes wrong, I have to think of myself only. <laughs> I I just the the arc we got for for this, you know, canonical version of Starscream was yes. just so great because I don't think he ever really knew what he wanted. Like, no. some days he'd be like, I want to rule the Decepticons. Other days he'd be like, no, I want Megatron to respect me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, he would go back and forth. So this is really just the story of a man who does not know what he wants. He's a, uh, co- he's a college student. It's okay. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's getting there. Undeclared, and he needs to figure out a path. He will find his path. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I, I, I'll be a super senior. Who knows? <laughs> kind of bringing up that point, if what Soundwave is saying is true... Which BTW the reason I brought that up is because I love this the uh the Soundwave T-shirt that you have I want it never mind <laughs> it is adorable yes um sorry neither here nor there but if Soundwave is telling the truth then. That kind of probably doesn't mean anything good <laughs> for Starscream. No, but I also feel like Starscream is always getting the the hairy end of the lollipop. You know yeah. what I mean? So I, I, I always want to root for him, but in the end I'm always thinking, mm, I don't think you're you, gonna... You enjoy watching him for the same reason Megatron kept him around for so long. Yeah. It's like your endless string of failures has been amusing. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, no, literally just entertainment. (laughs) It's just just been fun to see what you do. Every time I'm just like, oh, Starscream's here? (laughs) But Mm. Soundwave, again, like, Starscream, it's hilarious no matter what he's doing. Um, Soundwave, on the other hand... Is especially this version of Starscream, it is bone chilling. Mm-hmm. Um, and the silence for so long was really creepy and really yeah. eerie. But now that we have the old voice back, mm-hmm. like it also kind of I, one on the one hand, it's nostalgic and it's hard not to go, yeah, I wave. squee and giggle at the same time. But, but as that's happened, I'm also shaking with fear because <laughs> I just you don't mess with <laughs> just sound wave in general, just like. It makes me so happy that he's on our screens again. But at the same time, it just, it like, it makes my stomach hurt because I feel like something bad is really gonna happen and I'm not ready. Whenever this show was at its most lighthearted, we would always talk about. Sound wave level consequences, and that was what kind of what our our default statement was for like when things get really dark and edgy. And lo and behold, what the what final happened? what this <laughs> final season is bringing us to is sound wave level consequences. And it's kind of working because we always talked about like oh that would be really funny if they took this dark turn here <laughs> and this dark turn there, and then we've got Steeljaw pulling out lines, and I'm like. For kids, we've, right? <laughs> we've had several episodes in a row, and granted, this one was a spe- was way more lighthearted than the last two, yes. and the last one was way more lighthearted more than, than the that. one before that. It's like, but yeah, slowly. we did have a real abrupt turn, and it was in the beginning of the episode. <laughs> yeah, we- just straight <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> it was in the beginning of the episode, and even though like things are sort of, in terms of tone, they've mm-hmm. gone back to normal. Yeah. They have kept Steeljaw in that very mm-hmm. dark and unpleasant place. And I'm all about it. Keep it keep it up. Keep guys. Coming, keep coming. <laughs> please go. Please go. Please <laughs> give me the dark and edgy. Yeah. <laughs> no, like I mean, I've always loved a Troy Baker, uh, in in anything, but I don't know what it is seeing. This this wolf with the, with the really glowy eyes and just like, okay, yeah. But then hearing just like, I want to see uh, how you tick. I was like, oh, wow, yeah. okay, we have a serial killer status, okay. We, we were joking about it before the show. Like, that was just a few lines away from, like, a straight-up horror movie line. One line in particular, and I won't repeat it on this show because children listen. Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> like, I was sitting there going, how did that pass? How did that pass for a children's show? <laughs> just... Just saying. that. I mean, like, again, it was just a line. It's not like he continued it throughout the episode. But, no, I mean, he went for it. I mean, Uh. he did. I mean, like, I also love the fact that he, that Bumblebee had a giant hole in his chest and then it just magically disappeared halfway through the episode. Uh... Magic! They don't have a medic, do they? No! (laughs) Ratchet! Maybe it was just a surface-level scratch. That's what I'm hoping, (laughs) but I also love that the emblem came back. (laughs) Even though it was, like, ripped off. (laughs) But, you know, Bumblebee's just indestructible in that way, I guess. I mean, he's... He's had worse. (laughs) Let's not go there. What? Let's not go there. That's Katie's job. Megan. Whose seat am I in right now, Alexis? Fine. I'll give you that. All right. Um, (laughs) But yeah, talking about Steel Um, I also adore troy baker and just about anything he's in and i was so excited when the show was initially announced and we were introduced to steel Mm -hmm. jazz the character Mm -hmm. as this smooth talking um you know just very slimy underhanded guy but who was also very charming and charismatic uh here he's still very charming but a lot of that suave is gone Mm -hmm. It is just right out the window, and you kind of get the feeling that at any moment, he could just straight up snap. Yeah, And, like, you see it just in, not just when he's dealing with Bumblebee, but especially when he's dealing with Bumblebee, Mm. but just in the little tiny interpersonal interactions within his own team as well. And it's never been great, but he's always been able to, like, keep a handle on things. True. I feel like this is the first time we've seen him not really have a firm grasp on his team, even though technically the team has never really been... The team has never meshed well. Never (laughs) meshed well. But he was able to strike fear into the hearts of his group, I mean, besides Thunderhoof. By just talking talking intimidatingly. Now he's straight up physically accosting people in order to get them to stay in line. Again, we've been talking about it, especially for the past few episodes, of how he's slowly kind of losing it. And you can clearly see it in this episode because the fact that Thunderhoof... I mean, we already knew that Thunderhoof and him don't... See, i I, neither does anybody else. But at least, like, usually the group is, like, with him. But this time, not so much. Yeah, at least the willing, the the group, for for the most part, is willing to, like, go along with everything. But this, again, it puts them in a very precarious situation because Mm -hmm. the pardons they have been promised, we find out that it's not just, like, Oh, you're pardoned go and do us this favor. It's right. straight up like you do not get pardoned unless you do this for us. Yes. And also, yeah, we've actually been secretly working for the shadowy figure who's hanging out behind the curtain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> behind the curtain. And as we know, Steel probably not about that. He wants to be the one behind the curtain, not mm-hmm. the one the one pulling the strings, not the one being told what to do. Yeah. So, this is an this is an extremely Fun sort of dramatic situation to put them in, yeah. And I really appreciate it because the fact that we're usually seeing just uh, cons and bots, and usually because Sealjaw is usually the one making the plans. And it's just, it seems like it was not one sided, but like it was very, it was very predictable. Now that we have Soundwave mm, potentially <laughs> pulling strings on both sides, uh, not both sides, but you know what I mean, with with two teams, that it seems like like okay, this this is this is. You're playing the big game now, like, it's a big boy game, you need to get with it. But of course, in very steel jaw fashion, he's like, okay, we're doing this, but I also have more plans underneath that well, as well. Well, what's really, in terms of dramatic irony, what's really interesting too, is that, you know, you have Soundwave playing the big boy game. Yeah. B doesn't even know they're playing a game. Which is crazy to me, but at the same time, I understand, because how would he know? Yeah, no, all they know is that at one point, some minicons popped up, and now all their Decepticon hunters are gone, gone. and now Steeljaw and company are back, mm-hmm. so obviously something's going on, but that's, again, the direction is on Cybertron, mm-hmm. in terms of like, how do they get back here from Cybertron, that's a weird thing, mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't think Soundwave is even a thought in terms nope. of, like, what they could possibly deduce is going on. That's why I, I, I can't wait to see when he finally either finds out or meets the ch- the, the portal um, of Soundwave, yeah. because I don't know what his plan will be or how he will be able to handle it and rake in his team to realize this is a big deal. You can't play around like you usually do, strong arms, sideswipe, like, you guys can't fight right now. This, is, now. this is huge. Correct me if I'm wrong. The last time Soundwave was actually physically present... Bumblebee was away. And that was so, right? that was the big consequence of like that episode was that Bumblebee who was the only person there who really could possibly bring it into perspective. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who could really possibly know the sort of consequences yeah. that they were dealing with. And the way that they won is by like, you know, is <laughs> the red versus blue method of like you outsmart the uh best swordsman in the world by being the worst swordsman swordsman in in the the world. world. And that's exactly how they beat him without being. (laughs) Well, that's what I'm saying. So I'm hoping that, I mean, again, I don't want to get too far into prediction territory, um, but like, I just, I want... I don't know. I, I, I Again, I have mixed feelings. I'm like, Soundwave is just this force. Like, you can't. But at the same I'm, time, there has to be a resolve. I'm, I'm sitting here going, yes, give it to me. I can't wait. And yet at the same time going, oh, it's going to hurt my heart. It's going to hurt me. It's going to hurt me so it's just, bad. It's just going to suck. Uh, talking about... <laughs> talking about thi- wanting things. Oh uh, no! <laughs> Great segue, Megan. <laughs> no, wait. Where do you think I'm going? I thought you were talking about um our our hermit. Th- yeah, yep. That's <laughs> Exactly where I was going. Yeah. So you know how Katie has been saying like, oh, I this is what I get for wanting things because. Uh, Other shows that we we do panels for, we all have various wants uh, for, and several of those shows have hurt me very badly in the past robots in disguise oddly enough was very kind to me oh, thank God. personally <laughs> this year it's like here have a detective story I know here have have blur you like blur here you go and don't worry we'll take him away before he dies <laughs> <What>? <laughs> oh, <laughs> but whenever God. Katie wants something oh yeah take it away whatever, from her oh man it's either she doesn't get it at all or she gets it but it's a monkey's paw scenario yep. <laughs> and you're just like <laughs> oh, Katie like this. <laughs> But I have to say, something that brought a huge smile to my face was seeing the hermit in this episode again. I can't believe that he came back. I mean, I'm really happy because I was like, hey, we talked about this when he first showed up. We're like, he'd be a cool person to come back and possibly help out. I don't know. (laughs) He definitely didn't help on this one, but I'm also proud of our team for lying in in the best way. Yeah, although I... I Correct me if I'm wrong. At one point, Fix-It was wearing three hats. (laughs) Yeah, I'm very confused. Yeah, because they were in the car, right? Yeah. So, one... uh, One hat, Fix-It. Yeah, also, what was it? Denny was wearing a wizard hat and a beard? (laughs) How was that... Crowd City. <laughs> I, only in Crowd City. Maybe there was a convention going on. Lies. <laughs> lies and deceit. <laughs> lies and slander. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was funny seeing this hermit uh, because we've seen him previously this season and we're sitting here going like, if there's anybody who's going to pop a lid on the robot conspiracy, it's going to be this guy. It's going to be this guy. Well, turns out he's not alone. And I, again, I will have to give it credit to the team. This is one of the most convincing lies they've ever told. Yeah. Some, most of their lives are pretty far fetched. It's like, again, only in Crown City. <laughs> but I have, right? I also have a question. So, when that scene came up and he was wandering, when Fix It was coming out, which I don't remember what he was doing, I don't know if he was humming or talking or something, because the hermit came in and he was clearly taking pictures and trying to figure out the cave. And then Fix It comes out, either says or sings something. And then I think he said, Oh, scrap. Yeah, and then <laughs> ran back inside. Uh, he follows Fix It, and then Russell and Denny come out and they go, oh, I guess it's time to, you know, maybe we should stop putting the groceries away. And I was like, but you're behind a rock. <laughs> Were you putting groceries in the rock? <laughs> I'm just still just wondering where they're putting everything. I'm, I'm so confused! I just want to make sure that they're not sleeping on the cold, hard dirt, and that they've got like mattresses. A, like an and an air mattress or yes. something? Yes. <laughs> I just want to make sure that they're okay. It sounds like they have some makeshift places to put groceries away in, so Hopefully, (laughs) I just thought it was weird because I understand. I thought they were hiding, so I was like, Okay, they're hiding, but then they were they pulled the line out of like, I guess we can't do groceries right now. And I was like, Were you putting away? Were you about to go leave to go get maybe there was a refrigerator behind the rock? That would have been nice, animators. (laughs) (laughs) Thinking that they're just putting random fruit back there and just like, ah, that'll be fine. (laughs) Well, I I guess for everything that, in terms of like, if they want it to even resemble the structure of a kitchen, they have to build those shelves. So maybe they're They're just building shelves. Yeah, maybe they're building shelves. (laughs) I will take that. I just felt like I was going insane because I was like. I know that we're supposed to be talking about, like, a big plot right now, but the groceries is what I'm worried about. Wait, 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 wait. We've got Soundwave, a Cybertronian council conspiracy, Optimus and Drift and those guys MIA because of that investigation, and infighting within the Decepticons that we have on Earth. Yes, yes. And you want to talk about the groceries? I'm confused. It is the greatest mystery of my life. Transform Cartoon Network helped me out here. <laughs> Send me a picture. A they're building shelves. <laughs> That's it. That's just like, they're, they're building shelves. They're building shelves. Fine, I'll take Done. it. Mystery solved. I mean, I'm not as bad as Grimlock, though. <laughs> Uh, Can can I just say that, like, I have to say part of me really empathizes with Grimlock and his struggle in this episode because there have definitely been times where I'm at work Mm -hmm. and I've checked the same systems and Mm -hmm, software 15 mm -hmm. times in a row and I've checked my inbox and I've checked the other various inboxes that I imagine, like, 15 times, and then I go, you know what? Now's an okay time for me to get Get up up. and have some coffee. It happened to me today. (laughs) (laughs) Have some coffee, and then I sit back down, and a million emails have come in, and I'm like, I was gone for 60 seconds. What What happened? Yeah, literally today, I got up, nothing was happening. I even checked with my superior and went, hey, there's nothing happening. Can I go to lunch early? Sure, go for it. I come back. Where were you? What are you talking about? (laughs) I told you I, told you I, you I was going to lunch. lunch. Well, no, my supervisor went to lunch. It was everybody else that was looking for me. And I was like... And they're like, where were you? I was like, it's been four hours. I don't understand. <laughs> I have been sitting here waiting for you to ask me for things. And now I am God and I come back and now I have all the things. where were you? No, like, seriously, it was like a where's Rachel <laughs> moment in Batman. And I was just like... <laughs> Rachel! Yeah, I was like, I was in the break room. You could have asked for... If you could have asked for my help. <laughs> but and yes. And they're like, you're dead to us. Yeah, time. and I was like... All right, I guess I'll go hang you out. You failed the team! <laughs> uh, <laughs> you failed this city <laughs> of... So, this city of, of just digitizing? That's weird. <laughs> but, yes, yeah, so I, I felt that because he literally... He. I mean, I don't know how far into the tunnel he got because everyone showed up, like, two seconds after he left into the tunnel. Yeah. That blaring was pretty he, loud. Yeah, he left literally about five seconds before the monitor started blipping. I feel like you could get that from there. maybe two minutes, yeah, before everybody else came in. But I feel like you could have heard that. He took three steps and all of a sudden, beep, beep, beep. I was like, all have to do just turn around. He's very excited. <laughs> yeah. And to be fair, he has a longer gait. That's true, because he he's very tall. <laughs> he's so very fine, tall. He's fine. a very tall robot. All right, I'll give him that. Maybe he's like halfway through the title. I that being know. said, I will say that I like the message behind Grimlock's b-plot in this episode yeah. i like the message that like especially because i i personally my day job is like a hey we we're here we can have fun just get your job done mm-hmm. uh but like we all love and care about each other and support one another it's a positive work environment which yeah, those are hard, hard to find. come by yeah. as adults um so I, I love the message of this episode of, like, it's okay to have fun as long as you get your work done, mm-hmm. and you can enjoy what you do as long as you're not goofing around too much in yeah. terms of, again, as long as the work gets done. That's all yeah, that matters. all that matters. I like that message. I don't know if, like, endgame is really a, the appropriate time to have that kind of message, though. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it was... It was strange, especially because, like, it's always hard with Grimlock. I mean, I feel like everybody on the team should know that, that Grimlock takes things very literally. <laughs> so if you tell him, like, no, you know, work is for work, is fun, it's for fun, he has the most that's fun. That's the way he's going to internalize it. So, because the thing that brings him joy is wrecking things. Yeah, he likes to punch stuff. Like, that's his favorite thing to do. If you tell him that's not what, you can't have fun while you're working, he's not going to do what you need him to do. Yeah. Super simple, and again, the the demographic for this show is for children. Yes. So, but for me personally, I'm like, we are getting into Endgame stuff here. I, it's not a bad moral of the week, but I don't necessarily think the show needs a moral of the week Mm-mm. anymore. If they we're talking it. about like all this like ongoing plot stuff, mm-hmm. and we're ramping up towards the series climax. Yeah. In my opinion, I'm like, uh, yeah, a lesson's fine, but like, uh, I don't really need it right you now. Could just like tiny sprinkle it, but also give it. Just put more story in there, and then just have like a tan, just like a more tan sprinkle in there of Grimlock learning to do that. Because I felt like it did take up a lot of it, especially with sideswipe kept repeating like come on grim do this and he's like no it's not this it's work time and then again and again and i was like okay it feels like a season one story element somehow got put into a season four plot maybe they forgot about it and they're like oh just (laughs) throw it in here real quick nothing again again, nothing wrong with it i liked the moral it's not a bad moral at all it's just one of those things where given all of the bigger picture stuff that's going on it's like or are we really gonna have to? Are we, we're like we're gonna focus on the moral of the week. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Cool. Again, it's adorable. And to be fair, and it, in all fairness, with Grimlock, you do have to hammer in those messages. Yeah. Um. The Cyberwolf fan gal in the chat says, "I understand Grim's short attention span, but this wasn't a problem before, and it normally wouldn't um, bother me, but this seemed really unnecessary for him. Kind of like a kind of like um, uh, kind of like in the game. Oh." Like, the movie, the game? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. That also, cause isn't there, a, there is a Robots in Disguise game, isn't there? Oh, I haven't gotten to play it yet. Oh, I don't know. I could be wrong. If you could tell us, please, side but up, put yeah, it in the chat. Yeah, I, <laughs> I can definitely understand it. Yeah, feeling like it was a little bit forced. Yeah. Uh, I, I yeah. get that. Cause I, maybe it's because they haven't had a, a moral of the story for a, like a couple episodes, maybe. They're like, we should probably throw one of those in there before <laughs> we forget, before we get really deep into plot. And again, it, it's also entirely possible that one of the writers for the show really was just like, "I think I'll go get that cup of tea now," and then came back in to the writers' room and, like, and was I just happened? bombarded. And they were just like, "I just, I just stepped away for a second and then just put Can that in." Can you Just like all the writers were like, "You leave your desk every time there's something going on. We're putting it in the show, so you learn your lesson." And it's like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, guys, all you do is tell me. You did not have to put it in the content. Yes. Yeah. Okay, guys. Oh. Just, just be real open with me, okay? You we just want to know. make sure you got the message. <laughs> do you see this? You know, we have annual reviews. <laughs> you could have just mentioned it. We have weekly meetings. Uh, late. Sorry, yes. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um. But, uh, but yeah. <laughs> I just think it would be really funny if they're just like, Hey, 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 Greg! Uh, like everybody's at the table, read, but <laughs> I'm just like looking at him, and he's like not getting it. He's like, oh, I like this. This is nice. He's like, oh, that's adorable. <laughs> oh, really. silly Grimlock! Oh, <laughs> all silly Grimlock! Like, mm, Greg, <laughs> I'm like, Greg, look at your think about think about your life choices. <laughs> <laughs> Any about anything about this plot? Uh, speaking to you, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anything? Anything hitting you? Anything in the resonating. Feels? In the in that noggin, Uh, I just I think Grimlock's just adorable. (laughs) I love when we focus on Grim. Damn it, Greg! (laughs) This is this is what happens. This is why we can't have nice things. no I'm just kidding I don't want to pick up. I hope there isn't a Greg because <laughs> we're not trying to make fun of him I no, no 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 we, we love the casting crew of this show they've been They're incredibly so supportive great. and wonderful uh, so yes apologies to any Greg's on the staff yeah. or watch Greg's just a PA <laughs> and he's like well guys I tried it's my first day Greg put your earpiece in okay we need you <laughs> pay attention but yeah it's again it's one of those things where I totally empathize with it yeah. and like it's one of those things where that it, that that moment in particular speaks speaks to me on a spiritual level, but right. I feel like it wasn't necessarily something that was needed for a B plot. I agree at this stage in the game. I agree with you. I feel like they could have done it in the earlier episode, <coughs> like it, just like in the beginning of this season, sure. And then and then eventually do something else. But again, I thought the episode was fun, and I didn't mind it, especially because you know me, I always love seeing anything that has to do with Grimlock. Well, Walk. and again, I'm wondering if they're not just like. Going with like, hey, we're gonna have a little bit more lighthearted stuff now. Like, we're gonna go to the moon, and we're we we we're, we're doing right. we're doing this fun stuff now. This light, this more lighthearted stuff now because we're gonna have another abrupt shift in tone mm. when we get to the final few episodes. That would make sense. I can see that. Just to like, hey. Just gonna give you uh, some sugar coating now. Yeah, and then, uh, it's the equivalent. of later. getting Ruby Chibi uh at, oh. right before season four. It's like here we we broke all your hearts. Here, have some sugar. Oh, look, it's so nice. Look how pretty and nice it is. Look like how pretty and nice it is. And no one's dead. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing happened. It's fine. fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. It's just like, on fire. <laughs> Everything's fine. <laughs> I love that gift. All right. I, I, too. I love the, that little comic, too. Yeah, it's so it's great. So nice. um, but it's uh, so But one thing I'm wondering uh, about, uh, like, potential thing in terms of, like, again, being a little bit more lighthearted here mm-hmm. it, in terms of Grimm's plotline is that, like, we had, when, when we were wrapping up stuff with Motormaster, we had B's abrupt shift in tone right. of, like, I'm going to get super serious and right. come down all authoritarian on you guys right now. To me, in my mind, that would make more sense a little bit further on down the line with Steeljaw getting increasingly crazy or straight up finding out that Soundwave is back. To me, Soundwave being back makes a lot more sense of B being like, "Oh, oh shoot, yeah. I need to bring the hammer down on my team." Correct, because this guy is going to kill everybody. Yep, um, straight up murder. So I'm I'm wondering if they didn't play their card a little too early by having authoritarian B, you know, with the with the hmm. climax for Motormaster as opposed to like waiting for the reveal for Soundwave. I mean. It- I, I agree with you on that. that they could, might build on it, then. yeah, because we still have a we still have a good amount of episodes left. I mean, not a huge amount, but we have like a, a solid, you know, amount of it. But at the same time, I feel like it would be very interesting to see, I, I, as much as I don't want to, maybe be scrambled to get his team to like really understand that like we're, or you know, this maybe, is serious. Maybe he starts to come down on them really hard, and then and then we have a little bit of character building where sure. it's like no. We already learned that this doesn't work, right? Like, so it's just like a really brief thing. Yeah, we need to try something else. Yeah, because maybe maybe an episode of just him being a little too harsh, and then everyone's just like, "What's going on? Why are you?" like It would feel really repetitive, yeah. um, because we already had it earlier mm-hmm. this season. So yeah, so, so maybe he'll learn from it and yeah. also learn to be authoritative, but also balance it out to the point where he can make his team good by also being authoritative, but not. Um, I another feel word? like Brash? Again, I think it helps that they've met Soundwave. So true, that true, they, true, true, true. Again, it's one of those things just to hammer in, like, the level of danger and consequences and, that they're dealing with. Or maybe it'll just be the fact of, like, they since they already met Soundwave, they understand that maybe it's like, oh, okay, now we actually have to just yeah. get it into gear, and then they just probably won't. They'll stop the horseplay. They could also be like, oh, well, we beat him before. And that'll lull them into a false sense of security of like, we beat him once, we'll beat him again. But then that would also play into B becoming too harsh with his team because they're too lax. Yeah. Because of it. So that would be Because they're like, we beat you and you weren't even here. (laughs) Yeah. So that could be it. And then him just being, you know, unsure about his team. Maybe Optimus comes back and is like, I think you need to just like really you know hammer out the details with them and find out how they yeah do because we already that. know optimus has like control issues when he and b are leading mm-hmm. the team at the same time <laughs> exactly so optimus <laughs> has trouble letting go
1: uh, yeah all the time buddy
0: <laughs> just gotta learn to just you know loosen that grip <laughs> you can let go of the bike dad it's yeah okay. it's okay i got it i promise <laughs> um but yeah i think I think it'll be great for stress for the for the show for like an episode, but I don't think it should continue. I think they should get it together. Like I said, I would like them to build upon it because an entire episode of just repeating that same mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. I I don't think is very constructive. No, no, no and no. I think it, they know better yeah. than that. They I do, feel. they yeah. do. No, this show is so phenomenal. Yeah. The yeah. show is better than that. Yeah. So I I have faith, but I'm just saying that like again. Me throw my spaghetti at the wall. No, yeah, no. I just, I'm very, I, like I said, I'm very intrigued to see how, this, how our team is going to but do. We got a little off track talking about the Hermit. One thing we didn't mention was oh, that yeah. when the lie works, the Hermit, you know, about them digging for dinosaur fossils. Wow, we went way off track, sorry. <laughs> Which, by the way, life finds a way. Yay! I was hoping for a little bit more Jurassic Park references, but that's okay. Oh, Neither yeah. here nor there. Um, <laughs> the Hermit is like, ugh. Nobody in the conspiracy club can find out about this. Conspiracy Y'all. club. So yeah. So oh, that, <laughs> I love that. That's great. Uh, I just kind of <laughs> sat there and I looked at Katie. I was like, "Conspiracy club? You say? Would one call that a, a fan, fan club?" Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. I can just see Katie's face. She was just like, oh, it was what? funny because like she hears conspiracy club and like there's no reaction." And then I say. Like a fan, fan club? club? And she's like, no, they didn't. <gasps> oh, yeah, they did. Could yeah. it be? And she, Katie finally got a win. <laughs> she got it. <laughs> and that's what we get for wanting this. <laughs> I think, I just, I I oh, I thought I immediately thought of Katie when that line came out. I was like, I'm, we did not I'm going to call that a win because uh, one thing she's constantly said throughout this entire re- recap show's <laughs> history is just give me the fan club. And we found and out. And lo and behold. A club. We got one, Where's and that, a is, and I mean, they're taking pictures, or at mm. least he's taking pictures. Whatever video they have, they're clearly on to something. Now, again, if we want to go dark, oh, maybe- here we go. He doesn't exactly seem to be the most stably sound, mentally individual. <gasps> uh, so maybe there is no club. <laughs> oh no! Don't take that <laughs> away from Katie. <laughs> I, don't to- I don't want to take it away from Katie. I'm just pointing out that he's. That would be really. That Katie. would. Wow <laughs> he Just that, he's seems his old club. Not yeah, not have all, all the screws, you yeah. know, fully tightened. They might be a few screws oh, loose. Oh no, uh, I kinda want it now. <laughs> I'm sorry, so maybe baby. there's not a club <laughs> Maybe he just thinks there's a club. Oh my god. I'm a bad person. No, but I want it. I'm a though. bad person. <laughs> oh my god, I want it. Or Let's add on that. Um, no, he you thinks, to make it worse? Hold on. <laughs> try to make no. it light. No, try to make it lighthearted. Here we go. <laughs> so, well, I don't know if, if it's lighthearted. But, okay, Let's let's say it's not the fact that he's not in a club. There is a club, but they never believe him. Okay, okay. So they're, it's still like, they're like still like he's uh, like the out he's like the outcast. He's like the outlier and he's yeah. the one constantly trying to bring like the club proof of the the legitimately supernatural things that you yeah, see. And he they're like, No, that can't be real, whatever. We're fine. <laughs> We're actually doing real work here. I need you to go and go come on and play with the rocks. Yeah, come so, on, Frank. Go so so play together. with the rocks. Okay, we we whatever. We got we got bigger things to, to worry about. And they're like thinking like of figuring else. out why that satellite exploded over Crown City. <laughs> exactly. So they're mostly focused on that. And not really looking where he. But at. It, it, I, I'm, I will give it to Katie. I don't think this guy is delusional. No, I think he has a club. I there's think there a club is there. a conspiracy club because again, with all of the stuff that is going on in Crown City, there kind of has to be a conspiracy club. So yeah. uh, yes, chalk one up for, <laughs> as a win for Katie. Uh, the fan club hashtag is canonical. Yay! Yay! No deep down, no, no, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so many theories. <laughs> From <laughs> in the back of my mind that I will not say present because it's too dark for children. <laughs> like I said, I'm a bad person. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. I'm with you, though. Great minds. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, We could... We, I, I guess the only other thing to talk about is, like, the plot in general for this episode was basically dumping nuclear waste into the middle of a heavily populated... Urban area again. What talk for children <laughs> for, for reasons? Soundwave never really gave us a reason, uh, and Steeljaw I was think, just for reasons. <laughs> I think it's it's all a distraction. Clearly, Soundwave is doing other things that we don't know about, and he's like, Oh, yeah, let's give you know what? We'll let's keep give the, the children something to do. You know what? We'll keep the Autobots on Earth preoccupied, putting human lives in danger all the time. And you could just tell Steeljaw is just like. Super happy about that. Like he's not happy to be taking orders, but he's like, Yeah, we're gonna kill people, that's that sounds cool great. It's just like like, oh, mommy and daddy have something busy to do. Hey honey, look cartoons, watch. <laughs> 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 look how busy it is. look. <laughs> I, I also just love be like how irredeemable Steeljaw has been uh, up to this point. Because mm-hmm. like I've always had a little bit of sympathy for him because it's like he just wants a place for them yeah, his, It's for his. it's for his cons, man. And, like, in his mind, to a certain extent, through the early seasons, you could justify some of what he does. Not all, but yeah. some of what he does. Yeah. Um, but here, there is, there is Mm-mm. nothing redeemable Mm-mm. about what he's trying to do. No. And Bumblebee tries to appeal to that. They're like, he's like, dude, people, like, so many people will die. And he's like, "I don't care." And I'm like, "What happened?" <laughs> he's like, "Does that look like that would be a plea that would work on me?" And I was like, "Who are you?" At <laughs> what point has human life, like human safety, when has that ever been a priority for me? Oh, it's so weird. <laughs> Spoiler alert, never. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was crazy, but at the same time like this is the steel jaw I wanted to see, not him actually murdering people, but <laughs> the fact of that he just doesn't care. Yeah. He's in it. He's in it to win it for himself, but not really at the same time. <laughs> well, he's in it to win it so that he can gain his freedom, and then I don't know what he has planned after that. Again, I'm just throwing question marks up in the air. <laughs> I, I don't even know if he has a plan because I think Revenge on B right now kind of is the plan. Yeah. You know, a pardon will be good for later on down the line. Freedom on Cybertron will be good for down the line. I mostly line. just want to kill Bumblebee and see how he takes. <laughs> well, that and like Bumblebee is the main opposing force on Earth. Yes. You can turn Earth into a Decepticon planet once the Autobots are gone. Yeah. Like, it's not going to be hard. No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I don't, know, I don't know. It's it's scary, but at the same time, I'm like, I want to see what happens. I yeah, do. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm really enjoying seeing this uh, multifaceted side of Steeljaw. Uh, yeah. The only other thing I want to bring up was that at one point, um, Strongarm like shoots something out of uh, Steeljaw's hands, and they just have this look, and oh, I was just beautiful. like, I freaking love that out of all of the bots to always being able to, like, pull one over on Steeljaw. It's, it's strong, strong arm. And, Bec- and the fact that... Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, no, no, go, um, go I it. loved the fact that the fight scene between her and Quillfire was phenomenal. She yeah. was kicking and doing all these things, and he was, like, on the ground most of the time, except for, obviously, when he got away. Um, but still, I love that she's able to just... It's not like a typical, like, oh, the female is having a hard time keeping up. Like, she's kicking butt and taking names, clearly, and it's fantastic. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that on the, the list of priorities for Steeljaw, it goes Bumblebee first and strong Strongarm arm is second, second. For sure. Because... He like I love that like they established early on. He was able to trick her at the very beginning of this series, mm-hmm. and she has not allowed that to ever, ever happen again. Mm-hmm. And so she has beaten him time and time again. Yeah, and I love that. I love that. Like out of all of them, she's the one that can just like. You know, kick him, yeah, (laughs) till he's down. It's fantastic. It makes me super happy, and the fact that it's just—I feel like that's just going to stem further. So, Bumblebee gets hurt. Um, Strong arms. I mean, obviously, she'll always be there. Yeah. Yeah, she can. She'll always be there, especially if the lieutenant is down. But I love the fact that she would immediately go for to, uh, for yeah. seal jaw and wouldn't even blink an and, eyelash. You know, for a show for kids, also subtlety. Like it's just it's not a big thing, mm-hmm. but it's it's just this great little character beat. Yeah, just yeah. adding another little and little talking about for her. like how great the animation was. Like serious transform- serious faces in the transformation sequences. I too. really enjoyed that. Oh, they were so good. It was really awesome. I loved just the just the added effects and everything. It was just really cool. I was like, my. Other highlight? Robot Mitchell imitating a robot. Yeah. What about that? <laughs> Beep, pop, boop. I was like <laughs> Good job. Good job, Mitchell. Any other highlights? Uh, we're no. we're running short on time. Oh yeah. No, I'm like I said, I'm very intrigued to see how Soundwave is going to distract our cons again for this <laughs> one. Um, or if they are gonna start slowly revealing what he actually is doing. Cause I feel like this I mean again, this is just me speculating that I feel like this whole like, yes. They told... I'm working with them and every, we're, we're giving you tasks. Like, kind of thing. Just like, don't look at the curtain. Don't look at the man behind the curtain. Um, I mean, love it. to see sound wave dance. <laughs> don't look at this. <laughs> don't look at it. Don't, don't do it. It's not, There's nothing happening. I'm just doing some cleaning. Um, there's like mini cons back there. Um, but yeah, I would like to see exactly what what the plan is now that we're in that last few episodes like I just I feel like we've been kind of dancing and toying Mm -hmm. with us and I'm like just give me give me a good nugget that's all I want (laughs) you already (laughs) gave me this one which made me super happy but now I need I just need one more just a little just just chisel off the top for me for me please pretty please pretty please pretty please sugar on top (laughs) Um, for me, I, I feel like we're going to see, um, like, it's not going to take much longer mm. for Steeljaw's team to completely fall apart. Like, I was actually kind of feeling a little bit bad for Quillfire in this episode. Mm. <laughs> like, yeah. everyone's just, like, really dumping on him. And yeah, he like, dragged that thing all by himself. That was funny, because he was able to keep peace... Between Thunderhoof and Steeljaw, and then he got punished for it. <laughs> that's actually just what I assume from from Coolfire or anybody who's not Thunderhoof or Steeljaw. So I'm I'm really like the my focus is on um, in terms of this team. My focus is on Thunderhoof. I'm like sooner I, or later. I think he's waiting for yeah, it, man. I, I think he's gonna yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I think that's gonna do it for our show. Uh, yeah. Again, thank you guys so so much for watching. Thank you to everybody in. The live chat and the hashtag, you guys are phenomenal. If you haven't already done so, please go to iTunes to rate, subscribe, leave a comment. We love hearing from you. And be sure to leave lots of comments below. Uh, Again, this is our new YouTube page. So this is great. So be sure to uh, leave comments to let the producers know that you guys like the new location Uh for our after show. Alexis where can people go if they want to keep up with you Um, you guys can find me all over social media at atorres890 if you love uh, the show that aired last year uh, Lethal Weapon we are doing an after show in two hours 9pm we are doing the season 2 premiere you should go check it out um, and then I know Voltron's coming back next this coming yes, month so it's gonna be great super excited obviously you'll see our panel back again it's gonna be super sweet um, but other than that that's pretty much it uh, I know a lot of people have been commenting on the wedding vlogs I've been putting up on my YouTube channel so go check it out at youtube.com slash PS890 and uh, again you can follow Katie at KiaJay that's K-I-A-X-E-T yes yep Yep, that's how you spell it. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And you guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the TheManguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. I I am also on a bunch of shows here at After Buzz, and I write articles for The Movie Chick. That's Chick with two Ks. Be sure to check those out. Be sure to also check out The Shadow Radio Recreation Season 2 just started, where I do the voice of Margot Lane. So go and check out all that fun stuff. It'll be great. Thank you guys so, so much for watching. We will see you all next time. Bye, guys. Bye.